The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Hello, world. Welcome into this. I don't know. I was trying something new there. It's got to laugh immediately out of Tyler. Uh, welcome in. Welcome in uh, to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble podcast brought to you by our friends over at Belly Up Sports. I'm your host, Chet. We got the full crew on, the full panelists, all all three of them. Uh, Tyler, I can say hello, world, because we have listeners in Germany. Have you seen that? That's true. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we got NFL games in Germany, so maybe they're just just hanging out, shooting the shit, catching the breeze, wasn't a college football team. But how y'all doing tonight on this wonderful Monday? I think it's raining out Monday night. Doing all right. We're sweating out fantasy football, aren't we, Jacob? (laughs) Yes, we are sweating it out. Jacob's got a got a seven point uh, deficit to overcome after his opponent scored negative points in his quarterback position. Shout out Matty Ice, start Deshaun Watson. Shouldn't I feel like in his case, and then also in Bijan Robinson's case, when they're like, "Hey, I don't think I'm going to play," they should probably mark him as doubtful and do something for us fantasy owners. Like Bijan wasn't even marked as questionable, and I started him, and he got me a solid like point three points. Um, I don't know about you. They are under investigation for that because the NFL, you know, they don't necessarily care about your fantasy league but they definitely care about what las vegas has to say and when you have you know lines and stuff determined based off of the best players being out there they definitely take that serious and um i think you'll see some some fines uh for the falcons i think they should have to forfeit the win that way everybody <laughs> amron gets gets his his slot back in his sleeper league um and then i think they should have to refund fantasy owners at least 15 points because I think he's he's a he's good for a good 15 pointer right there. Uh, for I don't sure. know, Mister Mister Ku hit the game winner for you and got you well. He Ku can keep his points, but I think oh. Bijan owners should get an additional 15 because of that was lied to. Points. I mean, look, a common Bijan courtesy. Yes, common courtesy. Thank you. Maybe five strokes. You know. Uh, Jamar Chase's game ended because it was the first ever NFL game to not be completed, and people are just like, "Oh, yeah, tough luck, circumstantial." Well, somebody <laughs> died on the field, man. <laughs> Bijan lied to us. I mean, he averages 15 points a game. I feel like that's a pretty good. Hey, give us give us a little boost. That that's all I'm saying. Okay, I'm gonna win. I'm probably well. I don't want to jinx myself because the 49ers defense is still playing, but I'll probably win that matchup. Um, but we got college football, NFL, some baseball going on right now. Diamondbacks beat the Phillies. They're forcing a game seven. Who takes it? Who takes it? You going Phillies D-backs. or Diamondbacks? D-backs all the way. Uh, I'd love to see the D-backs do it, it's but at, I got to go to the Phillies. bank. Citizens Bank and Ooh, Philly. Yeah, it, I'm momentum. Going hey, look, momentum. I, I, I'm momentum just going for on the D-back side. I'm tired of seeing the same teams in yes. the World Series. Do I mean, think, when Tra- is, we haven't seen the D-backs do anything since 2000. So I'm like, I would like to see the Diamondbacks, but the bank's a hard place to win. 
I mean, Jason Kelsey's going to be there. Maybe Travis, maybe Taylor. You never know. Uh, if Taylor Swift shows up to a game seven in Philadelphia, that I think that place is going, or Fox is going to have a breakdown. They're going to melt. Um, oh, speaking of that, uh, I saw a post. This was last night. I meant to send it to you guys, but it was two guys. Uh, one was wearing a Steelers jersey, and the guy was like, I don't know what to tell. He's just wearing whatever. And, and they were, <laughs> he had a running bet when his buddies came over to his apartment. He said, you have to take a shot every time they show Taylor Swift on the screen. And he showed him, showed the screen and then showed his buddies. And it was the third quarter and they were both just passed out <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> I will say red zone only showed her once. And people were like given, uh, what's his name? Who's the guy that does red zone? Uh, Scott something, right? Oh, Scott. Uh, Hanson? Hanson? Yeah. Um, people were, were giving him crap on Twitter. It's like, dude, they showed her one time after Travis's touchdown. Uh, but I think her and Brittany Mahomes have a cool little dance they do now. You saw that little, like, bop, bop, and then hit. That was weird. <laughs> Actually, that, that made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Prince of the weekend was uh, the left tackle's name is Taylor, and, uh, like, Al Michaels, whoever, or whoever was yeah. calling the game was like, uh, Patrick and Taylor sure, or uh, Travis yeah, and Taylor sure have a special connection. Oh, it's the 325 pound man to his left. And it was like, oh my gosh, what a reach. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm cool with it. I mean, the NFL's definitely they're mounting it. it. But <laughs> they get so many more people to watch the game. People are tuning in and they're talking they're talking about it. Bad publicity is good publicity. I know Tyler loves Taylor Swift, so he's hype every time they show her. Um, how about Jackson Mahomes lurking behind her though in the box? You oh, he's he back. back. <laughs> you, you think there's a little bit of hey, Taylor when you do this dance with me, or was there a, like a like they said, Jackson, you can come into this box, but you under no circumstance can talk to her. You cannot be in her presence. They're probably kicking themselves that he's even in the shot. I mean, it's a that's a risky move there. How do they get in the same box? Like, like, well, she's. She's sitting with Brittany. I mean, that's yeah. I think Brittany and Jackson are still tight. They're just told that they can't be like, you know, buddy, buddy, TikTok. She have a restraining order? (laughs) No, no. I they probably just can't go on the sidelines and do the stuff they like were doing, and they probably like. I'm sure Patrick's PR team uh, came in and was like, "Look, Jackson, you gotta, you gotta shut this shit down, man." And he kind of did it to himself with all the allegations and whatnot too. Well, that's what I'm saying. After that, I bet you the PR team came in and was like, "Look, dude, delete everything. Like, take down your social media. Just, just disappear, and everybody will forget about it for a while." But then he pops up behind Taylor Swift, and it's like the, I saw a meme. It's uh, like the Undertaker one where he's looking over his shoulder and he's like Taylor Swift, and it's Jackson Mahomes asking for a TikTok, and he's like staring over. I was like, "That's a." Uh, I mean that's that's probably what happened. So, but Brittany, Brittany, Brittany Mahomes is like, I don't. She's just we, like weird, like like her just demeanor and everything just makes me uncomfortable. It's it's okay. very weird. Like like she's like I don't know. I keep going back to that that video of them on the sideline at the basketball game, and like she's, oh yeah yeah she's oh my god. Like, I don't know, she's so petty, and it's like, I just can't see her and Taylor Swift getting along. It just seems weird. It like, does it, seem a little fake. It does. It, it seems very yeah. uh, um, 
celebrity motivated. I don't know. Like, yeah. You know, and not wanting cool. to lose the spotlight. So if she right. can hold on to like 50% of it, that's better than losing all of it. Like Somebody. Taylor Swift was sitting next to Travis's mom in the first game that they played. And now right. all of a sudden here comes Brittany Mahomes out of nowhere. And it's like right, right there dinners. at her hip. She's attending the dinners where her friends, her yeah, girls' nights. Like, um, she's like, "Oh, Taylor Swift is there. I got, I gotta, I gotta squeeze my way in there." And you know, like, ugh, a little weird. No, Tyler, you got to do the Patrick Mahomes voice asking Travis. No, about, I'm not. Hey, there. can can my wife come hang out with your girlfriend? Like, <laughs> hey, my man, look, I, I I can't do it. I hate to ask you this, but uh, he sounds Brittany like a good to get into the limelight. You think she could come to girls' night? Uh, Tyler, you got to do it, man. You, you better have, you better have to. Have to uh, I haven't done it in a while. So Chet ditched the uh, TMZ segment of the week and just made the whole show a TMZ segment is, is what yeah, I'm doing. We're, uh, we're, we're creating headlines. <laughs> Taylor Swift checking. Yeah, Taylor Swift checking. That's what we're, we're going to start the show every week with Taylor Swift checking. We need but, to have a counter of how many times we say it. I mean, the Chiefs are probably loving this, right? It's great PR for them. It's great PR for Britton Mahomes, who was like a nightmare last season. Um, they're playing great. Travis Kelsey is going off. CBS is having a field day with his stats. So it's just like, I mean, the NFL is it's fabricating some stuff here, just like the Chargers and uh, that Chargers super fan. She was back. And she had the Buffalo Wild Wings hat on this time. So it's is she a plant or not? What do y'all think? Nice. I think she's an actual fan. I thought she was at first. Uh, I think she's legit now. Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Fudge? Plant. You think plant. she's a plant? Why do you think plant. she's a plant? Fraud. Fraud. Yeah. She's <laughs> melting the attention. Her fraud of the now. week is back. I like it. I like. It. Well, I think I think she's a plant because who else? She went on the Pat McAfee show on a random Tuesday afternoon, or like Tuesday at eleven o'clock. She's got a high quality camera, a microphone. Like you telling me just this random lady took off work and was like, I've got the full streaming setup. Hey, if you can afford and... a suite at a Chargers game at SoFi Stadium, you probably have some money. ESP but... probably sent her that shit. Like, let's be real. Like, <laughs> they, pro- <laughs> they probably gave her tickets and was like, hey, oh, I'm sorry. They don't have suites, they have huts at SoFi Stadium. It's a I mean, uh, immersive experience. Yeah, no, strip clubs at SoFi Stadium. <laughs> yeah, they got that too. The private, the private room. Yeah, they, they Let me got take you to the private room. Well, it wasn't <laughs> private, bro. It was, I don't know. <laughs> oh, is that why Brett Maher missed two field goals? A little yeah. distraction beneath the upright. <laughs> I mean, Blueface brings his own strip club to the show. And did you notice all the like rich people next to him? All the guys were like slowly like, oh, what is this? They'd like take their phones out and their video. They were kids in that that suite too. I was like, it's never dull at at SoFi Stadium because it's just a bunch of rich people that are going to hang out and they don't care about either team that's on the field. And you got like robots in the stands, uh, you know, for movie promotion. Yeah, like what? What are we doing? The strip club was closed on a Sunday, so the rapper takes it to the the. And the then booth. he proposed to his girlfriend. He what? proposed to his girlfriend <laughs> afterwards. Like he's throwing one. He got him. He got like some shit talked to him on Twitter because he's throwing one dollar bills, not hundreds. People were saying, "Come on, man, you can't throw." I guess he had to pay for that suite, right? And then he had to pay for the strippers to come. Um, and then he turns around and proposes to his girlfriend after he's making it rain on all these girls, and she said yes. So congratulations to Blueface and whoever his new fiance is. 
I hope you. I wish you a wonderful marriage and more uh, Rams football games to come. Yeah, that's not uh, gonna last. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was quite the sight. So, um, let's see. Well, we talked we talked Rams, we talked Chiefs, uh, the the Patriots. Butch, we gave you so much crap two weeks ago, and let us have it. Your, your Patriots. Hey, but football giveth and it taketh because you had a great yeah. Sunday, but a bad Saturday. Yes, you did. Yes, you yeah, did. Let's we'll talk did. about the emotions, Fudge, on Saturday to Sunday. How were you feeling Saturday during that Penn State game? Uh, I felt like somebody pushed me into the Grand Canyon and then like somebody like by the time I got through Sunday, it was like my head was above water now. Like that that was that was probably about it. But I'm still in the canyon. Like I, I don't still know. In the canyon. I, got but, Indiana though. Coming up, yeah, so got Indiana. I mean, we're basically we got your playing. Tipping off on Wednesday. Yes, and you might yes. win your fantasy game without John. Man, I, dude, I really don't care anymore. Like Penn State's still in the top ten. At the end of the day, I still think they're going to get a New Year's Six game, even if they go ten and two. Like, I think that's kind of where it's at. Um, well, that's the Penn State motto, right? It is. It is. With it's it's Penn State ten and two. Um, my thoughts. I've I've been thinking about it the last few days, and it's. I think that. James Franklin needs to go find himself uh, a new hobby. And I think that they need to promote Manny Diaz to the head coach for Penn oh. State. Um, From Miami? You see what he did at yes. Miami? He cannot. Well, he's at Penn well, State now. He's at Penn DC. State and he's he's the D.C. So, I mean, to have one of the best defenses in the country, their defense kept them in that game on Saturday. If they don't yeah, have the I'll defense, they're they're out of the game by halftime. So, well, then, held Ohio State to 20 needs points. To haul- Bring in James Franklin. Hey, speaking yeah, of Arkansas, sure, yeah. speaking of Arkansas, 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 Gus Malzahn back in the SEC. Arkansas might be shopping around. I mean, this Arkansas, uh, what's his name? Um, Pittman. He reminds yep. me of Coach O, right? Like, you hire the good old boy, and they didn't get a championship out of him. But now it's like, all right, this experiment has failed. You have KJ Jefferson, who – I mean, he sucked it up Saturday, but I think he's probably one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC to not be able to, like, do anything for the last – he's been there, what, three years? I think it's time to move on. But some people are saying Gus Malzahn. So, just throwing that out there. Return, You know, he was fired you know, from Auburn. is still out there. At least Gus Malzahn is coaching. I mean, he's got UCF looking good with 35-year-old John Rice Plumlee. Oh, I forgot Malzahn was coaching still. Yeah, he's over there at UCF. Uh, hey, they he almost pulled off a big upset. Yes, that was uh, uh that plays into my dog of the week. So we'll talk about that when we get to dog of the week. Uh, but it, that could be interesting. They fired their offense coordinator. So and after they lost to Mississippi State seven to three, um, to only score three points against Mississippi State. Sorry, Cameron, but the, the dogs are our dog shit. Uh, <laughs> put it lightly. Find out this Saturday when they play Auburn. That might be another three to two game. Jeez. That's the snooze fest. Which team wants to get to 10? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Auburn's just – I was, I thought they were going to pull it out against Ole Miss, especially with the Hugh Freeze kind of – I think if it was in Oxford, it would have been a little different just because it's like Hugh Freeze returning to Oxford. I didn't realize that it was at Auburn. But it's uh, it's gonna there's going to be some coaching mix-ups before the end of the year. But, Fudge, back to your point about Penn State. James Franklin, you think they're going to make a change during the season or they'll just kind of wait and see how it plays out? Because he still has a chance to beat Michigan. 
Yeah, they still have a chance. Like, they, they'll never make a move in the middle of the season. Um, my biggest thing, like, in, of course, driving home from Nashville, I had a lot of time to think about this. Um, and that is. You playing golf this weekend? Did I play the golf this weekend? No, 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 no. Oh, I spent too much time there for. Um, we, Lauren wanted to go to a Jonas Brothers concert, so nice. I dragged to the Jonas Brothers concert. Hey, not, it's drag. not as bad as look. Hey, it don't was be okay. sad, drag. It was hey, no. Okay. Okay. NASCAR Neil's sister than, was there with you. It's better than getting dragged to a Jason Derulo concert. Okay, so like I'm okay. Like, Keep saying. Drag like it's a bad thing, man. I'd have been front oh, line. Own it. It was fun. own it. It, it was yeah. it was it was fun. I had a good did time. Sing, did they sing burn it? Um, yeah, they did. They nice. did. Is that your favorite? Yes. <laughs> You're a three thousand. Is that your is that your shower music? I mean, no, yeah, that's Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but burn uh, it up no. the uh, throw it all in late at the party when everybody's too drunk and it's just like let's yeah. listen to some two thousands Disney Channel. Yeah. Perfect. Um, no. no, back like like back to Penn State. I think for me, it, Penn State's a legacy coach football team. You had Paterno for what felt like two lifetimes. I mean, um, yeah, and then you brought too. in you brought in Bill O'Brien, and he basically did nothing for Penn State, and ended up leaving, going to to New England coached with Bill Belichick, then went to Alabama, and now he's back in New England, um, and he still hasn't improved. But uh, it's... Yeah, offense still sucks. Yeah, offense still (laughs) sucks. Um, But I I think that right now, of course, they signed Franklin to another eight-year deal, and I think he's under contract till 2032 or something, and they'd have to buy his contract out. It's one of the biggest contract buyouts in college football. Bigger than Jimbo? Jimbo's at like... 68 million right now. They could just trade him back to Vanderbilt for like the rest of the athletic department. (laughs) What if they just do a swap? Jimbo (laughs) and James Franklin just swap. Just give everybody a fresh start. Same contracts, just swap. Penn State would be either worse or, yeah, they would not be good at all. Yeah. (laughs) I just think like there's too many good people for that job at Penn State. Like that's a legacy spot. And you just don't go hire somebody off of impulse. And that's what they right. did with Franklin. Like, I don't think anybody saw James Franklin going to Penn state to, to coach like what, I don't know how many years ago it was. I can't even remember, but like, it, it it's just one of those. She hired at the time. Yeah. But it's it was lost, different. It's, it's whacked. It's luster, you know, like you can't uh, win the big games. Game. Yeah. You can't win big games. If you can't beat them, then it, it, look, it, we have to move on. Like, it's one right. of those things where we used to beat them every like single year. Three and fifteen. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm he's sorry, the past 15, he's he is he's zero and ten on the road. On he's the road against ranked he's against well top ten teams. He's three and thirteen in top twenty five match. I don't think it's top twenty five. I think it's top fifteen matchups. He's three and thirteen in the past sixteen games. That yeah. that's definition. And I've been of to two. And I've been one. to two of those those three games. So oh, which one, what were they? Uh, one was against Michigan in 2017, and the other one was in 2018. So you have to go to the Michigan game this year, basically. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm, I'm not going. No, I, I won't. I won't bring myself to do that. Um, you don't want to see a Heisman favorite, JJ McCarthy? <laughs> give me a break. You know, Heisman favorite. Get that no, out of not. here. But he is in Vegas. He is uh, technically the leader. 
That's that's yeah. crazy to me. Like all he does is hand I don't the ball know. Michigan's got their own problems right now. Let's let's be real. So I yeah, I Connor just, Stallions. Yeah, yeah, great, great job there. You know, way to put the right foot forward. You know, is the Big Twenty there. about to explode? You know, right before they add the the Pac-12 well, brethren. This is the last time that we will have Ohio State for the next two years. So you don't play him in for, oh, oh, perfect for James nice. Franklin. He can win against yeah. the likes of Indiana and Rutgers and yeah. hold on to his well, job. Well, we have Maybe Washington. Oregon. We have Washington and have, Oregon. Uh, the Washington's going to be the fall off like LSU 2019. You're going to lose your quarterback. You're going to lose your top receiver. You're don't even run it back. That damn team. They struggled I'm, I'm against Arizona State. I'm not comparing <laughs> them. He's talking about the demise. I'm talking. I'm talking about the fall. Yeah, but there's a lot of guys go to the draft. Oh yeah, no that that in that comparison from who was it? Aaron Murray. Uh, yeah. that's over. Right? 2023 I mean, LSU. Their offense is about comparable to the 2019 team right now. I think their offense is actually performing better. Um, yeah. Numbers wise, it might have dropped a little bit after last no week. Defense. Army. No defense. Defense. There's no defense. Hey. 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 They the same with your team. You have no offense and a good defense. Hey. Look. There you go. Drew Hour is such him. a mid quarterback. My God, why won't they? If let they him use him right. If they let him throw a pass over thirty yards, and maybe he'll freaking be go be okay. You think it's yeah. the, well, you think it's it's not going to change with Bill O'Brien as your offense coordinator. Well, yeah, I mean that's where they screwed up in the first place. So, do you think? I, it's yeah, look at Mac Jones. Calling? That's his future. Yeah. <laughs> or do you think it's Drew Aller not being comfortable to throw a pass twenty yards? I think he's comfortable with it. I don't see why not. I mean, their longest pass of the season was their first play of the season against West Virginia, which went for a, what, I think it was like 60 yards. Five-yard touchdown or something. And that's the longest play that they've had. They put too much reliance on the running core of the running back core. Like, Catron Allen and Nick Singleton are really good running backs, but they're only really good running backs if you balance the offense out, and Penn State doesn't balance the offense out. And I've said for years that Penn State – plays east-west football instead of north-south and it they're it, like the reggie bush of the big 10 it's god it makes me so angry them throwing screen passes it's like hey let me just block this guy into this guy and then maybe he can run past like it's just all hypotheticals and it, it's it's there's really no clear plan well you can hire pete carmichael all your problems will be fixed we'll swap yeah, in pete carmichael for uh, james uh, uh, okay, no 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 <laughs> Let's say James Franklin on the I'm good with being 10 and 2. I don't want to be the, uh, uh, I don't know, the 8 and 10 Saints if they're lucky. Uh, Well, 8 and 10 means playoffs, baby. That's true. That is true. Uh, Wade, I want to hear about your your Army trip with NASCAR Neal and and Baton Rouge, your your tailgates with the equipment crew. Uh, Y'all had good seats. You got to see the guy dropping in with the – Parachute, the American flag. Tell us about the atmosphere Saturday night in Death Valley. Oh, yeah. NASCAR Neil and I had a good a good weekend here in Baton Rouge. Um, it was the LSU equipment staff alumni meetup. So Neil came in, met up with the guys on Friday night. And I think that Neil had a Mick Ultra in his hand about, you know, 46 of the 48 hours he was here. No uh, starting at the... Uh, at the equipment meetup, he had a great time from what I heard and got some cool swag that he can show you guys. And then um, we got up, got the Mary Lee Donuts. That's an essential nice, for any nice. game day morning. Um, and, yeah, we made it over to campus for, for tailgating, snagged some free parking. And let me tell you, Neil knows just about everybody 
um, when it comes to LSU football equipment and just in general. He's just, you know, very social guy, knows a lot of people. So we bounced around to a couple a couple tailgates and we got to go into the L Club, which is uh, the Ooh. the um, athletics alumni tailgate. Uh, so Neil gets to be a member of that, being a part of the team um, in his capacity. And at first we were like the only ones there, but then we made our rounds at tailgates and we came back. And all of a sudden we're in a conversation with uh, Danny Etling and Foster Moreau. And nice, it's nice. just like, oh my gosh, like... What is this? And then I met Chad Jones. Uh, did not bring that up. I had a couple of beers in my system at that point. Really had to bite my tongue, but uh, super great guy. And, uh, you know, just his character to be able to shake that off and realize it's not what defines him. And honestly, the Saints had a lot of miscues on Thursday. So, um, yeah, it was cool to, to meet those guys and get the, the insider experience, if you will. And then uh, I thought the game was just what LSU needed. I thought that um, the offense came in, did their work, looked sharp. Um, and then it was the, the Nuss Bus show. Uh, I liked how they left some of the starting wide receivers in for Nussmeyer so he could get a true, you know, a true gauge of his abilities because let me tell you, he can sling it and you oh, need yeah. that first round speed to get underneath the ball. So, yeah, um, that. I mean, that was just a dime drop. Oh, right I mean, it was like basket. It was in the air forever. Like it might've gone higher than the parachutes at the beginning of the game. Like it it was just like sitting in space and uh, really good throw there. And yeah, that that was pretty much a wrap. Um, LSU gets the, the bye week and we get to start talking about Alabama for two weeks. I'm excited. Yeah, no, I'm excited for that matchup. Um, if it was in Baton Rouge, wait, I wouldn't be coming to Florida. I'd be calling you about going to that Alabama game because that's gonna be a that's gonna be a rowdy one. Uh, but like I said, we'll be there, Florida. We'll uh, we'll have a good time then. The we, I guess we can we'll talk about the LSU Alabama game probably come next week, right? Y'all have your your SEC talk and your college football coast to coast. I think that's one of the bigger games that uh, in two weeks. So we won't spend a ton of time, but I'm ready for it. It's gonna be top offense in the country versus a very good defense i mean you got like an offense i think they average 54 points a game versus a defense that's only averaging 16 points per game allowed so that's going to be really interesting to see how that shapes up there are no slouches i mean their offense is slow but it's nick saban and it's lsu for Alabama. it happens every year it's like a it's like a uh penn state ohio state or penn state michigan game right it's a rivalry game that usually is a good game for the majority of the time uh the game Speaking of the year. <laughs> yeah, game, game of the year, Fudge. Game of the century is what we're calling it this time. The game. Man, like uh, the world-famous Ohio State Buckeyes. Man, oh, and Maserati. My. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's talk about Maserati Marv. I mean. Oh, my uh, God. Marvin Harrison, a.k.a. Maserati Marv. If you didn't hear it enough. Uh, but uh, Michigan – but we talked about them, their little Connor Stallions. Tyler, I saw you add to the notes. Um, he bought tickets with his personal credit card and went to 11 different Big Ten schools and filmed practice. How is that illegal? <laughs> or not practice. He filmed the game. Like, how is that illegal? No, well, if you're it. filming the game versus filming, like, hand signals and stuff, I guess that's illegal. But is it illegal because he's a staffer? Yeah, I mean, said it, if you're a, yeah, if you're it, yeah. it's written in your contract that 
you have to abide by certain NCAA rules when it comes to filming it. Like most of the time, like you can't even film your own team at practice most of the time. Like there's but if it's not certain... at practice, if it's at the game, and then yeah, but takes Neil it. said that certain people in an official capacity are not allowed in certain areas, right? Uh during games. But if he's in the stands and he's filming the game, right? He's filming the plays and he's got them doing their hand signals in the background. Then he takes it back to his hotel and goes, Huh, maybe I can figure these out. That's fine. And he, but and you he can't figures it out. Zoom in on play call sheets and hands, like and, and why do you Dude, have to have well I get that seats right? right there? Depending on where the guy's why do you have to have seats like, behind the opponent's bench? Right. Well, I I'm just trying to make arguments for both sides here, but I think it's probably it's kind of like the Astros, you know, like the Astros were so dominant and they probably could have won the World Series on their own merit that year. Yeah. They're and, and and ruined their legacy. Like there's always gonna be that what if, even if this right. ends up being nothing. It's like Michigan is having a phenomenal year and now you got this cloud of you know uncertainty and people are going to look down on the program. Um, I guess some people would anyways, right, Jacob? But, uh, yeah, I just – I don't know. I just feel like you're Michigan. You could go out there and beat 10 out of your 12 opponents by 20 points. Uh, well, you have a Heisman quarterback. Stealing stuff. I mean, you have a, a caliber – Heisman up. caliber quarterback. Shut up. Lead the Heisman God. race. No, I don't. Because I don't he puts that. this on his hand and everything else like like, like a whoop-dee-doo. Like, it looks like you know. copied him. He's not <laughs> – yeah, like, He's not even the best player on their team. I don't know what film y'all are watching. I think JJ McCarthy's great. I would take him over any quarterback but Jaden Daniels. I think I think their best player on their team is Roman Wilson. Like I honestly think their wide receiver is the best best player on their team. That's the man to take every week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't we don't want a lot of bets, but Tyler's got a (laughs) touchdown bet. You better take it. There you go. But at the end of the day, it comes down to Georgia and Michigan are the only two teams currently in the top ten who hasn't played anybody with a pulse. So until they play somebody with the pulse, they're going to sit there at one and two, and they're probably going to go somewhere. Like, it's just one of those things where everybody in the top ten, for the most part, with the exception of Florida State um, and Ohio State this weekend, haven't played mm-hmm. anybody. I mean, that that's the thing about it. So I I just – I don't know. Well, It's one of those where – Go ahead. It's one of those where we'll really find out how good Michigan is, like – we're eight games into the season in a they haven't played anybody (laughs) with 12 game schedule and they haven't played anybody yet so that's going to change next year and i think the true michigan will come out in the next few years because i just don't they're not a i'm gonna match you shot for shot offense they're just they're not i mean they pride themselves on defensive stops so if they're Mm -hmm. gonna get defensive stops against pac-12 teams that are coming in that are offensive powerhouses right now like, good luck. I mean, that's that's kind of where it's at right now. Well, let's be real. Um, the NCAA is not going to do anything to Michigan, right? It's going to take like six years for them to come up with a punishment. And they're going to be like, oh, um, they have to void the win versus Minnesota or whoever, right? Like, big, big whoop de doo. Uh, we'll see if these signs actually made a difference because they've, they've shut them down. So, um, who do they play this week? Uh, do they play anybody? Mm, not anybody. Um, uh, yeah, for real, not anybody of note. Um, they might be on the bye. Let's see here. 
Big Ten. I think. Yeah, they're they on the bye. Yeah. Um, they've been on the bye since the season. They've been on the bye all <laughs> season. Yeah, because they've they've got uh, per the big. They took their bye week before Purdue. <laughs> well, sometimes you don't get to choose. Huh. So I don't know. Well, Maybe it's kind of nice too. Maybe Purdue will knock them down a little bit, uh, and you know, I mean, they beat Michigan State forty nine to nothing. Okay, well, Michigan State might as well be the Boys and Girls Club of America. Like uh, that's just like I I, I don't like, that, that stadium just, was empty. They're not they allowed. Had, they're they're not, not allowed at the Boys and Girls Club of America. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Have you have you heard who their coach is? He's not allowed to go around the boys. <laughs> you see what they should have did on the video board? Uh, yeah, we probably shouldn't. We probably shouldn't mention what it was. Yeah, the fact that you had to think about two different incidents for why that joke could be relevant is not good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we probably should mention it. I was going to bring it up. Thank you, Tyler. But if you haven't seen it, go look on Twitter. Not a great look for Michigan State right now. Can um, we talk about USC? The... Yeah, you have a rant about Caleb Williams. Let's hear it. Yeah, I have a rant about Caleb Williams. Okay, so they lose that game, okay? And – Okay, you got beat by a better offense than you, and it's only because you have zero defense. Good for the Utah. Congratulations to Utah for, oh, for putting up a good with their third-string quarterback. Yeah, I mean, look, the guy's an absolute dog. He's already wearing the C on his chest, and he's he's ready to oh, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. How is he a captain? He's the third stringer. He well, was promoted to captain. Of the team. I mean, I'll I, take it. whatever. I mean, next man up. So, I don't know. I like Utah. I like that they're gritty and stuff. But my thing was, it's the end of the game. Utah kicks the game winner. And Caleb Williams sits there and warms the chair for, like, a solid five minutes. It never gets up. Never shakes anybody's hand. Like, at least go over and shake the other quarterback's hand and tell him it was a good game. Like, just right. sits there. It's and then sportsmanship. Proceeds, per, like, then proceeds to stand up and have somebody else carry his helmet, like his little chauffeur, while he walks back to the locker room. It was just – it's one of those things where it looks bad. Like, if I'm a player and I'm Caleb Williams is my quarterback and I see him sitting on the bench while I'm out there, you know, shaking hands with guys, Dude, you know, talking he, to him. It's like, not a leader. Like, come on. That's not a leader. And then we're going to talk about he can be the the number one player in the NFL draft. like Or own part of like, a team. Yeah, no, yeah. that is some – insanity if he thinks he's owning any part yeah. of an NFL. And Guess what? They equity. own you for a he very cheap contract. Equity yeah. while he sits on the bench and just warms it and does absolutely nothing. I I, I, I saw a take from Can't have uh, a warm bench in Chicago. No. Well, somebody's got to sit no. on it. Um, I saw a take what's his name? Emmanuel uh, you know what I'm talking about? I saw a tweet. Yes. He said that Caleb Williams should sit out the rest of the season. I like because uh, <laughs> I know you'd, you'd have to return about two million dollars worth of NIL deals. But is that he says they have no playoff chances? His Heisman chances are gone. At that point, does it every team who's got like a NFL draft eligible player just say I'm not going to play? I mean, don't open the doors do for that. it. We've already seen it with bowl games, right? He's obviously not going to play the bowl game. We all know that. But I would think. I mean, that would just they gotta like write something into, like you said, these NIL contracts. You can't let, um, I mean, I don't want to say best player in the sport, but a very influential, highly rated player, just be like, nah, I'm done. And basically, well, Davion Clowney did it. Jamar Chase did it. I mean, it's 
but like that's I didn't different. like when Jamar did it either, but they they could claim COVID and he didn't play the entire season. I'm talking about Caleb Williams playing six yeah, games. Yeah, mid-season, like, you were super hyped four weeks yeah. ago when you were the Heisman favorite. Now you're not. Tyler, like, you keep be your mouth shut. What do you think? It's all a bunch of BS. If you quit, then you are a big old P-word. And you <laughs> can't do that in the NFL either because they got tickets to sell. They got and... contracts. And that that's talks you play your game. Yeah. Not gonna happen. I thought that was a terrible take, and I was like, if that happens, that's like you said, it's gonna open the door. I mean, them already not playing the bowl games kind of sucks, but I guess it's like, why play this game? That literally means nothing. I get it because it's after the the end of the fall semester, and if you're not gonna be back for the next semester, it kind of right. makes sense. I don't love it. I think nil cuts back some of this, but if now we're talking about the highest paid player in college football opting out, like what incentive is there? Let's keep Shadur these Sanders. guys in uniform. Shadur has reevaluated. He's at like four point six million, and Bronny James is at five point two. And Bronny James has not stepped on the court yet. He might not even. That's insane. Uh, uh, my thing with Caleb Williams is is that if he does decide to sit out at any point throughout the rest of the season there's going to be a lot of backlash for USC. Like it's definitely this, this now starts the downfall of USC. Like if that, that continues to happen. Yeah. It's, it's clearly for personal benefit and people that are filling those stands at USC are not there to watch Caleb Williams. They're they're there to watch USC football. Like I, I think that it looks terrible. So I, I don't understand why you would ever have somebody do that. And if he does decide to do that, then he'll probably slip in the draft. I mean, that at the end of the day, that's probably what will happen. Well, well the team all- he's going to go to is going to lose more than two games a season. They're going to yeah. be probably a seller dweller. Yeah. I mean, if he goes to – who's got the first pick right now? Well, I guess it's two. Carolina. Panthers yeah. via the Bears. So, Tyler, you're a fantasy football expert. Do you think okay. the Panthers would skimp on Bryce Young already if they don't win a game? No. Well, they they already had to give up their pick to get yeah, the, the Bears. The Bears oh, right now have the first few picks of the draft. Well, is the Justin Fields experiment done in Chicago? Um, no, I don't think it is. Not for the he, attitude we're seeing with Williams right now. I if think that, Heisman, that one of their first picks would have to be Marvin Harrison Jr. And they would have to be complete fools because it's DJ Moore and who else on that team? They need not Cole Cabet more than really. some defense. Well, what defensive player are you taking at number one? No, nah, I don't. I don't know the draft class that well enough this yeah, year, but. Either. Penn State, yeah, of course, we're talking Penn State's position. offensive tackle, and then Marvin Harrison he might be Jr. The, the first two picks. Yeah, he, they might that's be the first two picks in the draft. Like that's. I don't. I think just plain old attitude wise, should Caleb Williams should fall, and I don't think he's that good. Like someone else tweeted, best college football. Players. Yes, best college football player ever to not reach the college football playoff. Well, there's your answer. He plays for USC. It was just an offensive team. You tell me he can't get it done in the big games to actually get himself into the playoff. That doesn't mean he's the best college football player ever. Um, I fought in Riley's coaching style at, at USC from day one. I faulted it. it it's too too offensive based. They have no defense. Oklahoma had to no not get rid of Alex Grinch. 
Yeah, I was Oklahoma had to lock it Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, they got the some problem. defense and they're undefeated. Yeah, Venables is taking them to the top of the Big Ten. Uh, um, uh, they did well, just survive against UCF. I would have loved to see them lose to UCF. Just like you have this undefeated season. Uh, which, we almost had like a pure chaos weekend of college football. Texas almost lost to Houston. That was a first down. I don't know. Y'all probably didn't watch this game. Yes, the it Houston was. guy gets the first down and they mark him short. And then they do a rollout pass. Quarterback hits the guy in the hands and he drops it. Game that over. stuff should be Texas. video reviewed. Like stuff like that under yes. that time. If you can't, like if coaches like can't challenge VR under thing. two minutes. If coaches can't yes. challenge under two minutes, you need to have a video review under two minutes that is booth initiated for stuff like that. How can in soccer they have the VAR system, like you just mentioned, Tyler, where they can see if the guy's <laughs> fingernail is in front of the defender and he's offsides? But you're telling me you can't review if the football is across a yard line? Like, come on. It's the same thing they do in tennis, whether it's in or out. Like, why can't they do listen, that in college listen, football? The best officials in any sport is hockey officials. Those guys are the most sound officials I've ever seen in any sport. That puck moves so freaking fast, and they can know if they're offside or there's not. A like that. In that puck. And no, there's not a sensor in the puck. Yes, there okay. is. It's I'll a rubber history show. Really? On, yes, they because in the back in the day they put sensors in the puck to help with uh, broadcasting because it's watch a hockey game you can't tell where the hell the puck is. Um, <laughs> So they put they used to have the, the tracer puck. on it. They exactly. used to have they the, had tracer the tracer last season. And so they still yeah. have the sensors in there, I believe. It's just like going to top golf. But, but R- yeah, that's the thing about it. It's not it's like it's like a track man, but it's yeah, there's no sensor inside of a golf they ball a when you're freaking rip it 360. They should put a sensor in the football and tell you the exact coordinates. Like, no. You would but know if it's off by just a little bit. You need a laser that goes across the field. Yeah, you need a VAR system. Or the turf. Each blade of turf could have a filament of light on it, and you oh could light up the, the first down line. As you need a trail. As they're running down the field, you get a trail behind a the trip. players. It's like watching the Nickelodeon broadcast. You have a trail behind the players as they're running. Yeah, down. the slime. We're, we're solving <laughs> officiating issues right off the bat. I mean, call us, NFL. We got you. We're engineers. We can figure it out. Um, I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, some chaos. Tyler, some upsets. Um, I mean, we had some close upsets this week in in college football. We got to get to our upset picks for for this coming week. So let me find the video clip. Hold on. Here we go. All right. Upset picks for the week. We've just been chit-chatting. Um, Tyler, I'll let you start it off. Who you got? I think uh, Utah over Oregon. I think that uh, the Ducks, I know that they are coming off of bye week, but I'm back on. Hold on. We lost you. Still don't have you. Let's oh, go to oh. somebody else. <laughs> okay. There, we'll there come back is. to you. All right, we're back. All right. Upset pick, Tyler. Who you over got? Oregon. Utah, Oregon. Utah over Oregon. Uh, Ducks been struggling. Utah got his Cam Rising. He's not going to play for us. at home. Yeah, I think this Utah defense is just too good. So uh, we'll go Wade. Who you got upset pick? All right. Well, on the cusp here, since that was my pick too, I second Tyler's. 
I'm going to go and take the pick I was going to take as my bet of the week as an outright upset. I'm going to take North Carolina State to pull off the upset against Clemson at home. Okay. I like it. North mm. Carolina State. To... Clemson just lost in They're 10 point Miami. dogs, by the way. So if you don't like it as a straight up upset, that was my original advice. I think 10 points straight. a lot in that game, but I think they could win it. Um, is Dabo on the hot seat? No. You think, Wade? You're, you're our resident South Carolinian. He's not on the hot seat, but, you know, these coaches keep putting players um, out there, and, and, and that's fine. I just – I don't think you should air your dirty laundry like that. I think you can hold players accountable in practice. I think it's 100% fine to blame a player, but not to not to do it in the media like that. And then he made an insensitive joke about <laughs> yeah. his sports psychiatrist being on suicide watch. I mean, come on, Devin. I mean, the, the man that says – He's talking about the the psychiatrist needs to be on suicide watch, but you know nil name, image, and likeness of Jesus Christ is is what he is what his brand is. So yeah, let's stay on brand uh, there, Dabo. Yeah, um, he might want to get his team whipped into shape here pretty soon. Uh, Butch, what you got for us? Uh, I got OU. I got the Sooners going down in Lawrence, Kansas Woo! against I thought, the Jayhawks. I thought about that, but. Tyler, what was our what was our designation before the show? Is Jalen Daniels playing? It doesn't matter, Mister Bean, baby. Okay, all right. <laughs> He's got Oklahoma losing. Uh, I've got one. It's a throwback to the first couple weeks of the season. Uh, you got Colorado and UCLA playing in prime oh, time. Geez. Give me prime time. Give me Deion <laughs> Sanders. Get back in the win column. Colorado takes down UCLA. They flush all the haters. It right. shades on at seven o'clock. Well, I guess it'll really be like two o'clock. It's in California. Um, but shades on, shining bright. Uh Shadur's gonna have his Rolex. I got my Apple Watch. Uh, same thing. And uh I'm I'm going with the uh with the Colorado Buffalo takedown uh the UCLA. Uh so in prime time. So make sure you that's they're like Colorado's like 21 point dogs. Um, yeah. Vegas really doesn't like them. No. Um, it, so let's get to uh, let's get our, let's get our picks of the week. Here we go. It's time for building that bankroll. All right, so I've got a new strategy for for betting on wolf spreads. Uh, if you've been watching the show for a few weeks, you know we're uh, brought you, this segment's brought to you by Wolf Spreads. Uh, downloaded on the App Store, free money, good fun. Um, everybody has a good time and it's just, there's no risk involved. It's all for bragging rights. Uh, so my new strategy though, you get $2,000 instead of me betting like a hundred on every game, I'm betting 500 on four games. I did it this week. Uh, what was my total at? I think it was close. I think it was over 2000, uh, $1,900. So I win our, uh, our, our sport or our college football betting segment. I had 1900. Tyler had 170. Wade had 130. Jacob had a big fat zero. Um, I didn't bet. <laughs> he didn't Neal. Oh, well, NASCAR Neal, you're at negative 900. So my uh, yes. recoup come for ne- next week. To be uh, fair, I didn't not, tell like, NASCAR okay. Neal that you lose your bet. Like, not only do you like just, it's not zero if you lose the bet, like you lose the amount you put in. So he was throwing some serious cash on some bets, but you'll get well, it. It's all point. in good fun. It's all in good fun, right? Look. One of these weeks, I'm gonna win without betting on a game. Like I'm gonna be first on the list while everybody's in the negative. You would have. You did it last week with NFL. Zero. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I yeah. think uh, you did. I think yeah, strategy. I think you did it this week in NFL. Yes, yeah, you're first was, place with zero. Yes. Let's go. Tanking in NFL. 
I was at minus fifteen hundred, and so is way. I am tearing up the NFL. Oh, I put a thousand on uh, on Miami last night. Ooh, well, yeah, we're really selling ourselves good for uh for taking our bets. You know, we're we're all in the <laughs> negatives. Yeah, uh, but uh, best bet of the week. Let's start with some college. Wade, what do you got? All right, so I just gave you. That North Carolina State upset over Clemson. I'm going to give you another upset for my pick of the week. I'm going to take Kentucky money line against uh, Tennessee. It's a home game. They're three-and-a-half-point dogs. I think you could take the spread, too. I think that gives them a field goal at home. I really like that. Uh, But I think amongst my two games between the Clemson game and North Carolina State and the Tennessee and the Kentucky game, I mean, I would feel comfortable taking either one of those games straight up uh, with the underdog. Okay, I like it. Kentucky, Kentucky. Uh, they're coming off of two losses, so let's see them bounce back here. Um, Tyler, what do you got for us? I'm gonna go with uh, a team here. This team is coming off of a big victory, but they should be on upset alert. Give me Wisconsin to cover the plus 14 and a half against Ohio State. Okay, a big, okay. they're gonna be feeling themselves. They're going into Madison with jump around. I think that Wisconsin keeps it close. All right. I like it. Wisconsin. What was it? Plus 14? 14 and a half. Because, well, Mordecai's out for the year, so they're they're back up. But I trust Luke Fickle and that defense to keep it close. (laughs) Luke Fickle the pickle, baby. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Haven't heard much about him this year. (laughs) No, because I forgot where he coached. Jacob, what you got? Uh, I've got uh, Air Force. I've got them covering the 12 points on the road at Colorado State. Uh, they're they're primed to be twelve and zero this year. Like they, they are. You think the they're making a new year's lane of this year? Yes, they will be like the it. representative for Group of Five. Absolutely, I let it called it. Tyler called it before the season. Called it at the start of the season. There we go. Um, so my best bet of the week for college here is going to be uh, we have an SEC matchup, a rivalry matchup. With Florida Gators taking on the Georgia Bulldogs, Georgia is currently favored by 14 and a half points. Florida's defense is iffy, right? Uh, Georgia has really good defense, but they lost their playmaker in Brock Bowers. Uh, I think Florida covers the 14 and a half. It's a weird number. I don't think they win by two touchdowns because um, Georgia's offense is kind of sluggish right now. Or they could, but you'd have the half. They could win by 14, but I was or they the could half. just win outright. It's a it's a rivalry game. Weird, <laughs> weird. I don't think Florida beats them. Um, weird things happen. What do they call this this uh, rivalry game? Isn't there the world's or... largest outdoor cocktail party? Yeah, yeah. cocktail what? party. Weird name. Are you uh, kidding me? Because everybody's drunk in the parking lot. Not line? really a neutral site either. It's in damn Jacksonville. Yeah, that's no neutral site for Georgia. Um, so yeah, wait, where I, is it? Florida. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Uh, um, it's about halfway between. Uh, they need right. to play in like Savannah. They just need yeah. to do a home and home. Play at the Banana Stadium. <laughs> yeah, they should do. Just go play in like at Georgia uh, Southern. Yeah, there you go. Put them at Georgia Southern. Perfect. Uh, I was gonna just go like to a different state. Go play at like New Orleans. Go play at Super. Or Bowl. just be like every other SEC rivalry and play a home and home. Yeah, don't be weird. Don't, don't have your cocktail party. You just drag. <laughs> I think well, you just drag both the rest of the way to freaking Hawaii and drop them off out there, there you and go. play with the rainbow. <laughs> the largest Warriors. cocktail party. In, in How about when the Jaguars go to, to London in three years? Boom. They just play it there. 
Let's play at Jacksonville. That's going to happen. College football, international college football is going to happen in the next couple of years. Jacksonville is just about to, to move their franchise to London. Well, and... no, that's not my bet for this week. Never mind. Uh, I was going to say that. Perfect segue, Tyler. Uh, but yeah, no. Florida, 14 and a half. That's my bet. Uh, NFL picks. Tyler, since you were happy with Jacksonville, is that your is that your NFL pick this week? No, but I am going to go with a team in their division. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. They're playing at home, and they're wearing the baby blues, too. Uh, are wearing the so Oilers I think they're going to pull off the upset against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so give me uh, the Tennessee Titans plus two covering that. And I think that they win it outright. Well, we'll see if B. John Robinson uh, <laughs> starts or not. So, uh, we'll all right, Fletch, what do you got for us on the NFL side? Uh, NFL side, I've got the Jags and the Steelers. Um, Steelers, I think, I think the Steelers can win this game. I mean, they're they're playing at home, tough place to play, and uh, I I think the Steelers have turned the corner, and okay. now better defense. You got some young guys in there. They're making the most of it. Kind of a young, fiery team right now. Um, and, and I think they, they can do it. I think Najee Harris has finally Got remembered that it's – maybe he finally remembered the NFL season has started. And yeah, really. week seven will will make it happen. So I I think that uh, – I think the Steelers can win a big game at home over Jacksonville. Watch, Tyler's going to have them in the sits for this week. Of I don't, actually. <laughs> okay. I, I, I told you to not start to, to draft him. You got one touchdown. whoop you do that's going to be about it. <laughs> got me a win this week, though. Uh, Wade, what do you got for us on the NFL side? All right. I'm going to take the Chicago Bears at plus eight and a half on the road against the L.A. Chargers. Um, the L.A. Chargers are, what, two and five now? Yeah. And so are the Chicago Bears. They're two and five. They got the rookie division two sensation, Tyson Bangent, playing quarterback. And let's face it, uh, the LA Chargers will probably win this ball game, but they're two and five. They don't deserve to be an eight and a half point favorite against anybody. And uh, I think they'll I think they'll win it close. Even if they win it by a touchdown, the Bears cover. Okay. Well, uh, if you have Cole Komet, sit them and start Deontay Foreman. Um because he, he lit it up this week. Yeah. I'm going on the NFL side. I'm riding with my boy Joey B and 7-Eleven Jamar Chase. They are five and a half point dogs to San Francisco. Um, it's in San Fran. Uh, but I think they had the bye week this week. They're gonna be good and rested and come back out firing. Give me a give me Cincinnati to win. And they're gonna punch CMC right in the oblique in the opening uh play of the game. Yes, and he's going to fumble the ball. And he's it's worth the 15-yard penalty. Yeah, oh, but give me Cincinnati plus five and a half versus the 49ers. So with the two segments, we got one more segment to get in before we get some NFL talk. It's everybody's favorite one, Matty Ice. I know you're in the chat. Hit us with a dog of the week. Here we go. Who got that dog in him? I'll tell you who got that dog in him. I'll start it. Mr. Javon Baker from UCF, a uh, big touchdown against Oklahoma. Uh, he was wide open. I don't know what Oklahoma's defense was doing on this play. Uh, basically a, a vertical route, take it to the house. As he's running, he turns to the sideline, blows him a kiss, and continues <laughs> to score. Uh, I believe he got a penalty for it. Uh, but he, Actually, he might have got away with it. Um, Maybe he did get away with it. They didn't, they didn't get the win, but he got his taunting in as he was running down the sideline. Gave him a little smooch uh, as he scored the, like, 65-yard touchdown. So 
So that's that's my dog of the week, Mr. Javon Baker from UCF. Uh, Tyler, who you got for us? I'll keep it in the Big 12. Way was uh, right on this team, Oklahoma State. They pulled off the road victory in Morgantown. And Ollie Gordon, the second, the running back for the Pokes, 29 carries, 282 yards, and four touchdowns. As Oklahoma State has started to heat up at the right town. So I, watch out for that team moving forward. But Ollie Gordon, the second, is my dog of the week. I like it. I like it. Who wants to go next? Wade or Futch? Y'all find it out. Uh, I'll take Wade. it. I'll take it. Uh, Tyler, you know, I, I should have backed my uh, upset pick there. I did not yep. take Oklahoma State in real life. I just did it on the show. So um, missed opportunity there. Uh, so, yeah, my dog of the week. This is something I wanted to work into the show somehow because – I was feeling a little sports deprived last Wednesday night. I threw on the West Virginia versus Marshall men's soccer game. It was number one versus number two. I thought it was um, okay. a football game when I clicked on it. It was Wednesday on night madness. Action. It is football. But it was soccer. And it's they're nice. number one versus number two. And uh, it was like one to one when I turned it on. And I kid you not, within the first 10 minutes of the game, it was already four to one. And you never see that in soccer, especially right. between got, two really good teams. They got Lionel Messi out there playing? Well, they don't have him, but they have Marcus Calderia, who's my dog of the week. The, the sophomore for West Virginia had a hat trick against the number one team in the country in the 5-2 to two win against Marshall. Did he do it within the first 10 minutes? Uh, his team had three goals within the first 10 minutes. He did not. He scored uh, in the 13th minute and the Oh, but he did score two goals in the in 26 seconds. Um, wow! So he did, yeah. He scored Dang. two of the three of the the goals there in the first 10 minutes. So, That's yeah. crazy. West Virginia, the state of soccer. Yeah, I know. Is. They have two Power Five teams yeah. or two Division One teams, and they're number one and number two in in soccer. So okay, well, who, who little interesting tidbit there? But Marcus Calderia, dog of the week, hat trick first. I think that's the first soccer dog of the week. That's so, impressive. Uh, that that yeah. was impressive, Wade. That was very yeah. impressive. Uh, Wade, uh, you are Wade a, gets the honor of dog of the it week. It was a deep game. dive. But, hey, I thought yeah, it was a, a, a Wednesday night football game. <laughs> I like it. Oh, you, you, thought it was, you thought it was American football. Turns I did. Well, <laughs> But I did know right. they were number one versus number two. So, I mean, it it made sense when I clicked it on. I had, I, I saw that on uh, on Twitter, and I was like, that's really weird for this state of all states to have the top two programs. But, yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, Fletcher, who you got for us? Who's your dog of the week? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, let's throw some baseball. Uh, the Texas Rangers. Uh, looks like they're gonna pull off the comeback and win the series in Game Seven right What's now. Bottom of the fourth, they're up eight two right now. Oh, uh, good. My good night. My dog of the week is Nathan Avaldi, pitcher for the Texas Rangers. That guy is on fire. He is a postseason powerhouse. The game um, definitely should win the Cy Young. Just my pick personally. Uh was 12 and 15 this season in starts. He's undefeated in the postseason right now and starts he's four and oh and he's incredible. So he's got the most movement I've ever seen out of a pitcher. I wish he stayed with the Red Sox, but he's found a home uh in Texas. So I, I think that like they're very undervalued the, the Rangers uh the whole team so I think Evaldi was undervalued and found a spot in Texas and congrats to him and his postseason and season success. 
rubbing it in there, huh? I mean, shoot, you might as well give it to Garcia. The man's three for three tonight with a home run and two singles, and one of those singles was almost another home run. Here uh, I am watching Lance... this. Here I am watching this bum football game, and I should be watching the freaking baseball game. Like, <laughs> God, I mean, wait. Garcia, the grand slam he hit last night was like a yeah. piss missile over the left field wall. <laughs> um, so, yeah, eight to two in the bottom of the fourth. I think. I think this. Yeah, that's a wrap. Done. Um, we got Matty Isis. There we go. Who got that dog in him? You want to know who got that dog in him? Miles the Mutant Garrett hurtling a guy that was and blocking impressive. the Colts field goal. Hashtag not human. Yeah, yeah. buddy. Oh, yes. He puts out all these crazy workout videos and we're like, all right, why are you really doing this? But you who, Matty Ice <laughs> you see or the man? Garrett? He oh, weighs like <laughs> So you're allowed to hurdle the line as long as you don't touch somebody, right? I don't I think, think you can hurdle the snapper. I think you can hurdle okay. anybody else. That's a lot of weight hurdling, like to not have yeah. any contact yeah, with anybody. Push, you can hurdle over the line. Yeah, I mean, that was. I think you should be able to stand on somebody's back and then springboard up to block the kick. <laughs> That's what they should do. They should all just line up. Stand on them and just knock it back. formation. Just build, put a back plate on some like backup linebacker and have them sit on the line. I yeah. want somebody to do the Bobby Boucher and jump over the line and catch the ball and just <laughs> run all yeah. the Like, I want that to happen. Dude, if anybody's going to do it, it's Miles the Mutant. Yeah. yeah. Miles Garrett almost did it. I mean, does he, he go the whole line. way? Does he go the whole way before he gets gassed at like the 35 yard line? Like, <laughs> who knows? Uh, but I think they should allow them to. To line up, like you said, Tyler, if it's a tush push is allowed, they should be able to, to make a pyramid like cheerleaders and block the field goal that way. Make the kicker bend it, bend it like Beckham around the pyramid and uh, and go that way. So that's dog of the week. If you're watching, let us know in the comments who your dog of the week. We appreciate it. And hit that like and subscribe button. Help us out here. Um, so let's get to some some NFL news. We've talked a little bit about it. Uh, Futch, your your Patriots take down the Bills, just absolutely beat the snot out of them. Actually, it was a comeback. Um, I Congrats, Bill Belichick, three hundredth career win. Congrats, Brian Kelly, three hundred career win. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. They both had it at the same <laughs> that's weekend. Wild. Both Massachusetts legends. Yes. Uh, Eagles just destroyed the Dolphins. Um, I got duped as Wade has been duped in the past by these Twitter accounts. I thought Mike McDaniel was actually tweeting out. I, I saw that before you sent it to us and thought it was real too. It turns out it's a <laughs> Cause that's something you would do. Yes. I mean, it is clearly it. I, he's got valid points. The ref it was a little suspect last night. Uh, how about Lamar Tyler? I'm going to give yeah. you the floor for your quarterback, Lamar Jackson. You were, you were, you were, you were kind of shitting on him earlier this I season. Was. He heard how, him. How you, how you feeling now? Talked him. Lamar great. listens yeah. to us. Feeling great. You know, it's one week. Uh, really good matchup coming up, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. So, you know, so looking to continue that momentum. For now, Tua will sit on the bench. He'll get his opportunity whenever Lamar and the Ravens are on the bye week. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully uh, Lamar is finally uh, playing to his potential so he can carry my team the rest of the way. Oh, here we go. Matty oh. Ice wants to hear a Saints rant. No, Tyler, no, what you see no. from the Jaguars in the Saints no, game on man. Thursday night? It's time to fire everybody. Yes, yes, it is. It's time to get rid of everybody. Get rid of Derek Carr. I don't is it know. Time why to sell the team. 
100 million to that guy when he couldn't even win in, in Vegas. Uh, I already said what I need to say. It's time to get a, a franchise quarterback, uh, especially with the talent that you're wasting. Uh, so, yeah, I think that I already used up my rant. It's just the same crap every week. Well, here, here's the issue I'm finding that the Saints are going to be in, right, is that they they spent all that money on Derek Carr, and when the draft comes around, I promise you they're not taking somebody in the first yeah. round if it's quarterback. I saw like one mock draft had Jared Verse, uh, the Florida State edge rusher, be the Saints pick. Like, oh yeah, the Saints it, love an edge rusher. Well, I know that. Like I read the article, like one. Cam Jordan isn't getting yeah. younger was one of their main like reasons why. But I mean, can we the get an old line to block for your frigging quarterback? Yeah, they they really need an old. Well, they line. tried that, but Trevor Penning was a, a bust. Of they need a quarterback. That's who yes. they need. Who would you draft, Tyler? Uh, what uh? What's the, the Saints probably won't have a pick higher than the the twenties. Well, I think if the season ended right now, that they would be eleven. Uh, oh, but okay. the good news is for the Saints, you have the Broncos' second round pick, and right now the season ended, uh, the Broncos would be the third overall pick, so you would have thirty five. So you would have almost pretty much a top fifteen pick. Uh, so you know, probably Williams and May will probably be gone. That probably leaves you with. You know, either Michael Penix, Jane Daniels. Uh, yeah, I, I think Jane Daniels. I would love him with the Saints. I think that he would fit this system perfectly, especially if you get rid of Pete Carmichael and Dennis Allen ASAP. Here's where we're going uh, into a little problem. What's your problem? You've got Jameis Winston and Derek Carr. Yeah, we're stuck with him for a couple of years. Well, you don't, here's well you're thing. not stuck with Winston. Send him. He signed a one-year deal. Hey, just a one-year deal. deal. Send Jameis Winston too. That guy couldn't be a freaking. You don't water have to send. Have to to send hey, it's a one-year contract. He's done at the end of the season. He's probably gonna go to another team. Yeah, he like you don't need uh, him. You there's gonna be some him. team that wants him. I mean, look and at the Bears can... situation. Look at the Colts situation right now. Kirk Cousins, bring him to New Orleans. No, no more veteran need to trade. Like the they need to trade I mean, for Bailey we, we Zappi. We can talk all we want about the Saints trying to get a, a you know a quarterback, but this front office has never shown. You know, going back to the Sean Payton days, they were like, "Oh, we're gonna get Patrick Mahomes," and then Kansas City comes right in front of them. And what did they draft? Marcus Davenport. He was such a bomb Ooh. and a bust. Well, uh, I think they thought like, they had Mahomes in the bag. Yeah, they thought that they had That's... Mahomes in the bag, and then another year they were what trying to get Lamar. And Baltimore got him, and you drafted another bum. I don't even know. I think it was uh, who I don't know. Like it was somebody else. I think yeah, Peyton Turner, who he's been injured. Hell, Peyton Turner. Yeah, another edge. Yeah, another <laughs> edge who gets hurt every season. Like he's like on the IR every damn day. Um, Michael. Penix. I wasn't gonna rant, but Matt brings up the Saints and it gets. Matty Ice loves it. <laughs> Michael Penix Not in New Orleans would be a good fit with you got Michael Thomas. I yeah. think you, you just maybe need somebody to get it down the field because so many play calls like on fourth down. Like, please stop trying to do a fade, especially to Chris Olave. Olave looks like yes. he just quit on this team. And I was hating on Olave last week. I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking it's more Derek Carr's problem. With it the is. attitude he's got, he's over there like freaking bitching at people, and he's the main problem. 
Yeah, the dude can't throw. He throws a dead duck in the air four straight yeah. times. He can hurt it off. Blame his AC joint or not. He's been a mid quarterback his whole entire NFL career. He wasn't good at Fresno, and he's got all this talent. Trade for Bailey good. Zappi. Trade for Bailey Zappi. Let's if Bailey Zappi was worth a damn, he would be taking snaps for New England. But I, yeah. Well, no, Pretty they sure believe in the Mac Jones because Mac oh, Jones yeah. went to Alabama and he is the Almighty. Like that. That is. That is. Like that the Panthers nice. are in a much better situation because Bryce Young is going to develop, develop into being a good yeah. quarterback. I know that they're zero six, but you got to take your lumps. The Saints well, are just stuck with like, oh, we. How do we get back to the Sean Payton, Drew Brees era? And they're just stuck in that, and they're going to be stuck in that forget as it. long as you have a mid quarterback and a coach that doesn't know what the hell he's doing every week because he's eighteen and forty two in the NFL, and then Pete Carmichael. Ah, I'm over him. Like I said it. Like I like I said earlier, you got and when Drew Brees was here. Drew Brees was Batman. Sean yep. Payton was Robin. Pete Carmichael was mm-hmm. the freaking Butler. Not doing jack. He was just shit the side the man. Cave. He was like exactly. looking at his play call sheet, like acting like he's doing something. And you know, Dan Well, Sean Payton it's was Denny's all menu. of the guru behind all offensive plays. Yeah. So it's oh, that's gone. Struggle. <laughs> it's a struggle. Um, I'm with Wade. Fire the whole off the whole front office. Just get rid of everybody. Whole new team. Change the colors to purple and green. Everything. Well, just change, change purple and gold, baby. Just bring LSU in. We know what we're doing. Um. Who else? Who else? Uh, the Broncos beat the Packers in a quote for quote in a battle of suck. End quote from Tyler, from our, from our writer here. Um, yeah, that was a bad beat by me. I had 500 on the Packers to win. Uh, I did. <laughs> and I we both brought into the Jordan Love show for, uh, yeah. for the weekend. Sorry about that. Fantasy team still won, so that's okay. Um, I started them in one league and I might win, so yeah. Yeah, that one was rough. Uh, maybe the Broncos are doing something in a live check-in. The Vikings are winning 16-7, to and Jordan Addison is having himself. I should have started Kirko, man. He's having day. a hell of a game. Yep, I'm dead. Oh, they're doing the tush push right now with Kirk, and uh, he lost yards. So... Kirk Cousins got a rushing touchdown, and I missed out on it by having him on the bench. I'd be pretty well, upset. So this is how you stop it. We talked about this earlier, and Tyler wants it banned. But you stop it by your middle linebacker jumping over the center and tackling the quarterback as he gets the snap. You have to have somebody anticipate the snap and jump over, and that's the only way you're going to stop it. Go full Troy Polamalu on these fools. Penn State did it against Ohio State. Yeah, so it it can be stopped. The defense just has to be better. Um, Just the Eagles are really good at running it. So, Tyler, you got your fantasy football quarter queued up. Let's get some fantasy talk here. I don't even want to talk about fantasy right now. You want me to to take it? Uh, sure, you want to take it? I mean, I'll just no, show that no, you. No, no, like, I'll like, just no, you this no. Show, you just I give us a minute over there. My entire I got a pair. I got a pair. Like, what do I, I know can give you? Fantasy. I can give you my take on it, but that's okay. It. Well, let me go through it, and I'll open up the floor to you because the way that I, my team's looking right now, I need it to. Uh, so let's get into the starts and sits of the week, heading into week number eight. Like I always say, we're one step closer getting to the fantasy playoffs. Either you're in a good position or you need it. Might be time uh, to make a trade. Uh, So let's go on now to the quarterback start of the week. Go with Jared Goff. Now I know the Lions did not have a great week against the Baltimore Ravens, but they are due for a bounce back. They come back home to Ford Field. 
they're going to be rested coming uh, into this Monday night matchup against Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Raiders defense is a defense that I cannot trust, especially in fantasy football. As you see there, Jared Goff, uh, it was some garbage time yardage, 284 yards, had no touchdowns, only 10 points for your fantasy teams. I think coming back home, uh, I think that the way that Amon Ross St. Brown, that connection, and then Jameer Gibbs, he looked pretty good as well. Uh, so I think that Jared Goff in this Lions offense, I just don't think that they're going to have two back-to-back dud of a weekend. I think that they bounce back with a huge victory against the Raiders. So you are starting uh, Jared Goff this week against uh, a not-so-great of a Raiders defense. So let's go on now to the running back. Start of the week. I'm not going to lie. I missed on my uh, running back start of the week with Josh Jacobs. He did not really get the output that we were hoping for. But this guy is Isaiah Pacheco going up against the Denver Broncos. And we are going up against these defenses that are not so very good. I know that the Broncos held uh, the Green Bay Packers to 16 points. But this is not the Green Bay Packers offense. Uh, you know, Isaiah Pacheco. Coming off of a game where he had a receiving touchdown, would not be surprised if he does it again. I think that he's going to have a great game on the rushing. Denver Broncos are the worst team in the NFL in the rushing department. So I think that Isaiah Pacheco is going to get fed early and often. Uh, so this is definitely a must start if you are have, you know, if you're an Isaiah Pacheco fantasy owner. This is the matchup that you are salivating all over, especially with a, a team like the Denver Broncos coming off of a win. But I think that the Chiefs said uh, the way that their offense has been rolling. Got to roll with Pacheco uh, this week against the Broncos. Okay, let's go on now to the pass catcher start of the week. I know this is a tough defensive matchup for this guy, but he's coming off of the bye week, and he's also healthy. Jamar Chase. Always open. Yeah, he's always going to be open. I think that, uh, you know, the Bengals are going to have a rough time uh, on the rush. Uh, Joe Mixon is probably, uh, you know, not a really start of the week. Uh, so I think if the Bengals are going to – Want to win this matchup uh, and cover that five-point spread. I think that Jabbar Chase is going to have to get active. Uh, you, were, you know, we saw in the past couple of weeks, Joe Burrow uh, is starting to get healthier and healthier, and Jamar Chase is definitely feeding off of that energy. So I think that Jamar Chase, you drafted him in the top two picks of the draft. You really have to trust him going forward. I know it's a tough uh, defense, but I think that the secondary of the 49ers isn't as good as their defensive line. So you got to trust Jamar Chase against the San Francisco 49ers, I think that he's going to score a touchdown and have himself a day coming off of the bye week, fully healthy and ready to go against San Fran. So let's go on now to the sits. First off with the quarterback sit of the week, and it is Matthew Stafford. A defense that I don't really trust going up against is the Dallas Cowboys, especially coming off of the bye week. That was a defense that they've been – Dealing with a lot of injuries, uh, so they really needed that. Matthew Stafford and the offense struggled against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. I think the struggles are going to continue. You know, he got a touchdown uh, through one to Puka Nakua this past week. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup back and healthy. Uh, so this offense does have some potential. Uh, so that's definitely some worrisome. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to trust the Dallas Cowboys to get the job done. So Matthew Stafford, if you have anyone else on your bench, I think that Matthew Stafford, is the sit of a week going up against a tough Cowboys defense. It's going to get after. That's the team that's going to be pissed off. They haven't been playing too good as of late. They've been humbled lately, so I think that the Cowboys bounce back against Matthew Stafford. Well, I, I, caught, I hate to keep this streak up, but uh, Jacobs running back is once again on the sit of the week. Sorry to do this to you, uh, but Miles Sanders is my running back sit of the week. He's been hurt. I know that they are coming off of the bye week, uh, so he's probably going to be expected to play in this one. But 
I just can't really trust uh, Miles Sanders yet. He's been up, up and down and up and down. And going up against a Texas defense that's going to be fresh also coming off of the bye week. These are two teams coming off. They're going to be having fresh legs. The Texans defense has been one of the most improved defensive units. They have talent on all three levels. So staying away from pretty much anybody on this Carolina offense until they improve. Uh, so Miles Sanders, you know, with the injury and also going up against a tough defensive front, you're sitting Miles Sanders this week. So go on now to the wide receiver sit of the week is going to be Rashid Jaheed. Now, really the main factors is you really got to rely on a big play. And, you know, some weeks you can. Last week it didn't, only four receptions and 28 yards. He is going up against Indianapolis Colts defense. I know that they just gave up 39 points uh, to pretty much a backup quarterback with P.J. Walker. Uh, but you just don't know who's going to have that big game for the Saints. Is it going to be Michael Thomas? Is it going to be Olave? Is it going to be Rashid Shahid? If you really look at the Saints offense, though, it's been the Alvin Kamara show. Uh, so I think that's really the only Saints player you can trust right now. Derek Carr has been looking to him early and often. Uh, so I think that the Colts secondary, they're tough. Uh, this is a tough matchup for me. So stay away from Rashid Shahid this week going up against the Colts defense. So that's the starts in the sits heading into week number eight. Yeah. Uh, so Shahid, I've got I've got a relationship with him where I either start or sit him because – you're sitting him. Like, yeah, I think I'm going to send him this week. It, and a lot of the time in our league, because he gets kickoff and point return yards or punt return yards, but that hasn't been happening in the past few weeks. Um, yeah. And like I mentioned, Derek Carr. are kicking Carr, away from him. Yeah, Derek Carr's a bum. Uh, so I wouldn't even touch that offense besides Alvin Kamara. Um, what do you, so you had uh, Matthew Stafford on the sit. How do you feel about Cooper and Puka, though? I still feel good about them. I think that, you know, those two guys are going to get it. You know, obviously their running back situation isn't great right now. You know, Kyron Williams, uh, he's mm -hmm. been out. Uh, so they're, they're going to have to rely heavily on the pass game. Uh, so I think that there's probably going to be like one or two touchdowns, but I think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to get a couple of turnovers to really turn that game upside down, especially at AT&T Stadium. I think that you know, you still are starting, you know, uh, Puka and Cooper, but it's not going to be, you know, the, the gaudy numbers like over 100 yards a game. One of them is, is going to be limited. I would probably right. say that, you know, Puka would have the better matchup uh, since, uh, you know, Cooper Cup is going to be on, uh, you know, Dallas's quarterback one. Uh, so, But other than that, I think that, you know, I would definitely still start the two wide receivers, but don't really trust Stafford. Okay, okay. Fudge, do you agree with him? We need your, your advice since you're leading our league now. I, I I agree with you, Tyler, for the most part. Um, yeah, I agree. Matthew Stafford just probably is a, is a good sit for the week. I don't trust the Rams' offensive line. I think that's, for me, what it is. I just don't trust them long enough to hold them. Uh, Dallas's defense from getting to, to Stafford. He'll probably go down, I think, at least four times in that game. I just don't, I don't see them being able to stop Micah Parsons, and, and he'll be able to get to him, I think, at will and cause some some dump down passes and i just think it's gonna be hard for the rams to move the ball with with stafford so uh yeah i think that i agree with that um as far as Shahid goes i, I think that the saints are using him in the backfield quite a bit you know which is is yeah interesting just, offense is so it, he's it's so big play dependent yeah um so, it's been a very heavy Kamara offense since he was to return yes which is great because I have Alvin Kamara. Hey, Christian McCaffrey, 47-yard touchdown reception just yep. now. Yep, just Ooh. saw that. 
So my, on the day. Yep. my biggest my biggest too. thing with 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 your slow start, but he came through for uh, old faithful. I will say, Fletch Madison uh, dropped a touchdown pass. So. Uh, I know, I I I watched it unfortunately. So <laughs> no, I I agree with it for the most part. Um, only one that I disagree with is Jamar Chase. Um, I just think it's I, I think it's going to be tough for them what to Addison score the doing tonight. I think that Chase could do the same. Yeah, I, I just I mean you're not going to sit him, but maybe you don't expect twenty points. Right. You know, yeah, Expecting it's 45. just a lot of points. It's just a lot of points for me. Like I, I that's my biggest thing. Hey, like, I could have put Amon Ra again, but I didn't want to be biased again. <laughs> he has a really juicy matchup against the Raiders. All right. Well, so let's talk about Jordan Addison. Currently, he's got six catches for. That's Dawson Knox. Come on, man. What am I doing? <laughs> he's 110 he's yards six, and a touchdown. Six, six catches, 110 yards, and two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. My bad. Um, almost we gonna, three. He almost scored a third we, earlier. Should we expect this type of performance from him now? Kind of replace the Justin Jefferson role until Jetta's returns? Who do they play next week? Um, yeah, I mean, I think you certainly playing, would expect uh, it. Uh, Green Bay, it's good for Kirk Cousins. Are they? No, they're playing yeah, the Packers. Week, yeah, next week they play the Packers. I agree. Uh, yeah, so I agree with you, Tyler. Good for Kirk Cousins. Um and I think if you got a receiver on the bye, it's, he's not like – I mean, he has – he's had good games in the past couple of weeks. Um, he's currently wide receiver number 39 because he's second to Justin Jefferson, right? But he's had – he's had a touchdown in every week but two. This week, Tonight he's got two. Last week he had one, and he only had three catches, but he had a touchdown. week before he had nine targets, six catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. So he's on the up and up. And I think he'll continue to be on the up up. They take Green Bay and then Atlanta. So that Green Bay matchup might be tough. Uh, but if you need somebody, maybe you should sub in Addison there uh, to start it off. So any other outliers for our fantasy football listeners that you want to throw in there, Tyler, that you missed? Maybe some nah. pickups, some uh, some waiver wires floating no, 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 around? No. I ain't doing that anymore. <laughs> I need Daryl <laughs> Henderson, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Oh, that's, I don't, that's all I'm going to give is the starts and the zits. I'm not giving more than that. A Deonta, Deonta Foreman, if he's in your league, yeah, I mean, for he sure. lit it up this week against uh, Las Vegas, 33 points. Uh, so that that's a definitely a waiver pickup if he's if he's available. Which you probably you need to tie in Johnny Smith. I think is a is a guy that's starting to heat up. I know that he had and I. He's had, like, back-to-back games. When I picked him up, he had 14 points and 14 points. It's a matter of, you know, is it going to be Kyle Pitts? Is it going to be John New Smith? Right. It's pretty much a two-tight end situation. I think you can trust both now. Like, saying that you can trust Kyle Pitts, we wouldn't be able to say that in the preseason. <laughs> Whoa! I started him this week, and he got me eight points. So You got to start him from now on. Devin Ritter's starting looking to him very often. I mean, I was way off on Bijan. I'll go ahead and say that. I did not even with a headache or not. It's like Tyler Algier is still like in the mix. Told you, yeah. beginning of the season. Yes, Neil. Then why not you start the fantasy football corner next season? And Mister, well, no, no, I'm just telling you that I think Algier was like he was a success last year, and I just felt like Atlanta was going to get back to him again. I just whether Bijan's hurt or not, Cordero, he's got to get back. He's even getting touches. <laughs> Yeah, I love to have yeah. a Cordero on the team, uh, oh but not God. this year. So let's get, uh, before we wrap up the show, let's get the NASCAR Neil update. NASCAR Neil was in Baton Rouge this weekend visiting 
visiting way they took on the army game had a fun time at the tailgates it sounds like so here we go uh the kevin Har- harvick forever 400 started off with a nice tribute to retiring harvick who won his championship here uh, for this race they had uh, some interesting paint schemes on um, that he won in as well with his spencer his sponsor switching brands to allow it uh, the race goes green with a strong battle between the front row drivers of truex and wallace in a few laps into the run brad k enters the mix Kyle Larson marches up to the front and battles with Brad Kay till he ultimately takes the lead for the second half of the stage till Stenhouse spins out and brings uh, out a caution that took them to the stage break. Larson carries his dominance into stage two till the end when Blaney gets the lead and wins the stage. During stage three, the pit stops from Larson try to shorten the gap on the leader Blaney as they enter the pits, but uh, he clips the sand barrels at the entrance, so we got some crash, uh, some drama in here. Bringing out a caution mid-cycle. They'll restart with 34 laps to go. Hamlin and Blaney fight hard, but in doing so, uh, Mr. Bell gets around them, and they continue to battle for position, but Hamlin got loose and slammed the wall, causing damage to his car. And uh, and at this time, Truex's engine blows out, taking out two Gibbs playoff cars. Uh, so not great for Team Gibbs. The next run starts with a Bell-Blaney front row, which they battle for the remainder of the race, with Bell taking the lead and a checker locking himself into the final four. Next week's race at Martinsville is the last race before the championship, with the points line being a stage win and a few spots away for most drivers to get above the line, especially if we have a repeat round of eight winner or a non-playoff winner. So you got the championship in a couple weeks. We'll see who takes that NASCAR trophy. Um, that's all I got tonight, boys. Good show. We had fun. We had some laughs. We had some jokes. We cried uh, because the Astros are losing. Uh, anything Are else from crying? the sports world? Uh, that's a success right there. No, it's not a success. Wade, you got any midweek soccer we should be tuning into? <laughs> no midweek soccer, but uh do have volleyball tomorrow, and I don't know if I ever – Recapped it for you guys, but my team where we at? the respectable at? four wins last okay. year, so we're looking to build on it. Nice, nice. And Wade and, will uh, be we're one and one on the year. So, what do you have the shirt that you will be wearing tomorrow night since you lost <laughs> fantasy? Well, do you have it nearby. You see, Mr. CMC just had a huge run. So, after we get off this show, I'm going to go sweat it out with the wife and see who's going to be donning the uh, the shirt. And I like that. look, I'll double it. If I lose, I'll wear it on the show next week. That's okay. what I like to hear. All right, Elise. What is it? it? I, don't, I don't even know if I know about that. You'll get to see it because then I'll like what I'm losing. I'll text okay. you. Okay. Yeah. All right, boys. Hey, um, I'm going to save hey, myself the embarrassment hey, if I don't have to wear it. Okay. Hey, look. Uh, wish my girls luck tomorrow. Day two, state championship. We're in third place right now. We are seven strokes off the lead. Um, okay. So, Tiger esque uh, moments. Seven strokes back. Some, but We got some movement. We need to. We need to turn in a good round tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we can lock it up. Send a spy over there to the opposing team so you can uh, pick up the strokes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if it works like that. Just start get some coughing in their backswing, Fudge. Get a little, uh, oh, right well, when they take it back. Cut your hands. Hands ready, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck. Uh, good luck to the St. Saint Patrick Fighting Irish out there. Let's see if they can lock up that. The boys won the state championship, didn't they? The boys won district. Now, state championship will be up next Monday and Tuesday. So I'll be doing the show from the comfort of my hotel room. Oh, um, nice. On the road. Monday, while we Where's are it in at? Corinth, Corinth, Mississippi, which is 10 miles from the Tennessee-Mississippi state line. So, yeah. Mm, that's five and a half hours. 
Didn't know they had oh, golf that far north Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. Figured all that was excuse hands. Okay. Yeah. Well, good luck. Good luck to you. That uh, we'll we'll catch up with you next week. Um, with that, hit that subscribe button if you're watching. If you're listening, give us a review, a follow. We appreciate everybody tuning in every week. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, we hope everybody has a blessed week and uh, that all your sports teams win. Unless you're Penn State, go Tigers <laughs> or the Bruins. <laughs>